Welcome to another episode of Whiteboard Wednesday, where I'm gonna break down and explain a wholesaling or house flipping concept, definition, technique, tip, or strategy to help you become a better investor. On today's video, I'm gonna cover the most common mistakes new investors make when calculating real estate values. Coming up. If you're new here to the channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippyMaster.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. And be sure to stay to the end of this video because I'm going to share additional videos to help you really understand and go even deeper on this topic, as well as some resources to help you take action and implement what you've learned. All right, so let's get into it. I wanna talk about actually five of the most common mistakes that I see new investors make on a regular basis when it comes to calculating real estate values. And if you're a wholesaler and a house flipper, when I talk about real estate values, really what we're talking about here is ARV. ARV, a very important acronym for wholesalers and flippers. It stands for after repair value. Now let's, let's get into our five tips. After repair value is actually gonna be, we take a property and we wanna find out what is this property worth once it's fixed up. So what will the top market value be? What will a retail buyer pay in this market for this particular house, assuming it was completely renovated? That's what after repair value stands for. And that is the very first number that as a wholesaler and a flipper that we try to figure out or need to understand in order to run our formula and calculate our buy price. It's the first thing we start with. So it's absolutely critical that you learn how to get good at determining ARV or the real estate values of any lead you're looking at. Okay, so mistake number one is to choose comps that are not relevant, not relevant. And let me talk about this. This is a really big one, the number one mistake. Relevancy is everything when it comes to real estate values. If I'm looking at a lead and I wanna know what's the value, what's the ARV of this lead, then I need to look at supporting data. I need to look at other properties we call comps, sold homes that are similar to my property. Now, the mistake people make is they either choose comps that are too good or not good enough. So let's start with too good. Too good would be choosing comps that are way better that are not similar in that they're way better, either bigger, either nicer, uh, in a better neighborhood. They're not the same as my house because they're too good. So an example of this would be, uh, I was helping one of my students recently on a, on a lead and they were picking comps that were about a quarter mile away. We'll talk about that in a minute, which is fine. But he went into a neighborhood where these homes were big, brick, they had lots of elevation, lots of curb appeal. They were really nice homes. They were built you know, in the 90s. And then the, the subject property, the lead that was being analyzed was a home built in the 70s. Uh, it, was very, it was a boxy looking house. It didn't have a porch or any kind of elevations. When I mean elevations, different pitch lines. You know, It was just a very boxy house, wasn't brick. Uh, it was a frame type house, no curb appeal no you know, bump outs or anything that kind of made it look like when you pull up to the house or curb appeal where it looked really nice to somebody in comparison to the other comps that he was wanting to choose that were way nicer, way different type of home. So that would be picking a house that's too nice, okay? It was too good for 
the subject property. We wanna pick similar properties. Likewise, if I'm looking at a thousand square foot ranch, I can't compare that to a 2,000 square foot two-story. It's different, it's not relevant. Now, it's impossible to get 100% relevancy to get another comp or a handful of comps that are exactly the same as mine. So there is a little bit of some play there that we have to have. For example, I like to use, typically speaking, 500 square feet, give or more or less, uh, from the subject property. So if the subject property is 1,500 square feet, then I want to look at maybe comps that are between 1200 and 1750, maybe 500 square feet range there. But I don't want to be looking at 3000 square foot homes to compare to my 1500 square foot home. It's too big. It's too far away to make it not relevant now. Or I'm looking at a three bedroom and I'm comparing it to a five bedroom or a one acre compared to a quarter acre or a home built in 1920 to a home built in 2005. Right? As soon as we start to get away from too many things that are not similar to the subject property, then we start to have irrelevancy and we want to stay relevant with our comps. So we can do it too much when we're looking at homes that are too nice or the opposite. Now the opposite mistake is not good enough. And what a, what a mistake I see a lot of investors make is they forget that we're focusing on after repair value. So when we're comping a property for the sake of ARV, we wanna look for newly renovated homes because the end goal of our lead is to do the same. Whether you're wholesaling it to a fix and flipper who's gonna fix it up, or you're a fix and flipper and you're gonna fix it up, you wanna know the number based on once it's fixed up and it goes back on the market, what will a retail buyer pay for a newly renovated home? Meaning we need to look at newly renovated comps. If I look at comps that are distressed or really dated um, or just not nice, not updated, then that comp is obviously going to sell less in the marketplace than a newly renovated comp. So I don't want to use that. It's not an ideal comp. Now, if there are no newly renovated comps, okay, then we have to use what we have. We have to use the next best thing. But if we have to choose, we want to use the best comps, the most updated, newly renovated comps, ideally from other flippers, to get a true ARV. Okay, the second mistake is too far away. Too far away. Okay, now, generally speaking, I'm sure you've heard this before, you know, you wanna pick comps that are within, people say a mile, some people say a half a mile. It's not so much about the geography, it's not, it's not that there's this, you know, draw a circle and you can go a half a mile or draw a circle and you can go a mile. That's a big mistake I see a lot of investors make. It doesn't matter that it's a quarter mile away, if by going a quarter mile away, you leave the neighborhood. As soon as you leave the neighborhood, you're making a big mistake. You have to stay in the neighborhood. So let me give you an example here. Let's say that here's our subject property. And let's say that I've got a main road over here and I've got a main road over here. And then I've got all these side streets, you know, that come in like this and, you know, so on. And, but I've got this main road here and I got this main road here. Now, typically speaking, when you cross main roads, you're changing your neighborhood. You're now entering into a new area. That's what main roads do. They define neighborhoods. So if my property's right here, and I've got this kind of cross section right here, then if there's comps right here or right here, I don't like to cross that main road and go to look at this comp. I don't want to cross this main road and look at this comp. 
unless you really know your market well and you know that the market's not changing by going over there, then maybe that's okay, but that's a big risk you take. I would stick right in here and I would be looking at comps in this section right here. I don't care if this is only a tenth of a mile away over there. By crossing that main road, I now get out of my neighborhood or whatever your neighborhood looks like. It could be that over here is a new neighborhood and that's a little different. You need to learn your neighborhoods and stay in the neighborhood. My goal is to figure out where my neighborhood is of my subject property and not leave the neighborhood. Okay, That'll allow me to be looking at comps that are going to be most relevant again to my subject property based on my distance away. And that's what a buyer is going to do. Think about a retail buyer. A retail buyer is savvy. They learn their neighborhoods and they know. They know that if they're that the, the houses over here are in a different neighborhood and they know that, that by being a different neighborhood, the values change. Buyers know that. They're smart enough to know that and you need to be smart enough to know that. Agents educate buyers on that too. If they don't know, they'll educate them. So that's why it's so important that you don't go far away. Throw out the half a mile or the mile rule. I mean, that's a good overall general rule, but I see so often where this is the subject property and now we're gonna cross another main road and we're gonna cross another main road and another main road and we're gonna look at a comp over here, completely different neighborhood, so far away, still a mile, and we're gonna say this is a good comp. And we're gonna cherry pick this comp because we like it and we're gonna say that's a comp to my subject property. It's a mile so it fits the rule. No, big mistake, don't do that. Okay, I hope that makes sense, let me erase this. All right, and the third mistake that new investors make is they pick comps that are too old. All right, so one of the things that we look for is how long ago did the comp sell and is that from when that comp sold to now, is that within a 12 month period? Now again, that's generalizing. Right now in today's market, I think it's okay to go back 12 months and look at comps that have sold in the past 12 months. Once you go past 12 months, well, they're getting a little old now, markets, maybe have changed in the past 12 months, but that's a general rule. You need to be aware of what's going on in your market. Is it a seller's market? Is it a buyer's market? How fast are homes selling? As soon as the market starts to slow down and it takes longer for homes to sell and maybe we're, you know, the market turns and we're in a buyer's market, then I really tighten up my, my, uh, the age of my comps. So I start to go to six months. I'll even go to three months. I don't want to look at comps older than three months because three months ago, the market might have been doing better than it is now. And remember, whoever's going to be the end investor on your deal, whether you're a fix and flipper or you wholesale it to a fix and flipper, they're going to buy it, renovate it, put it back up on the market. That might be three, four, five, six months from now. And when that property goes back on the market, some time has gone by. So where's the market going to be in six months from now compared to where it is today, especially if I'm using comps that are you know, a year old. By the time I get back on the property, my original comps might be 18 months old. So you see why it's important that you don't look at comps that are too old. Okay, general rule right now in today's market as of this recording, I think you can go back 12 months. But if I have a lot of comps and a lot of data, I'll shorten that. I'll go six months. I'll even go 90 days if I have enough comps in the past 90 days where I don't need to look at any older comps. Tip number four is not choosing enough. So not choosing enough comps. I see so many times new investors, they hinge their entire ARV on one comp. 
They find this one comp, they like it, and they're gonna base their entire value on that comp. And that's a big mistake. You wanna get a lot of comps so that you can get supporting data. One comp could be an outlier. There's always outliers where a buyer overpaid or a seller you know, gave the thing away and that, or they got way higher than they ever should have gotten and a buyer way overpaid that for that. That can happen. There's anomalies that happen, but the market doesn't lie. So if you have a trend, then you can really see where the values are at. So my big belief is you wanna have at least five or six sold comps that are relevant, not too far away, not too old, five or six comps. That's gonna really help you get a big picture of what's going on in the market. All right, and finally, the fifth mistake is to over-inflate. Over-inflate the ARV. And this is very easy. It's, it's probably the biggest mistake or the most common mistake I see investors make is they pick comps that are too high or let's say that you found your five or six comps and you pick that best comp out of all of those and you make that your ARV. So I'll give you an example here. Let's say that I look at five comps and they range from, um, let's say they range from $250 a foot down to $225 a foot. And you've got five or six of them. Now what I like to do is I like to take the five or six, I like to average them out and go with the middle. That's safe, that's conservative. I'm not going the top and I'm not going the lowest. Or sometimes I'll throw out the highest, I'll throw out the lowest and average out whatever I've got left. That keeps you safe, it's being objective, right? It's not pushing it to where you've only got one comp at the top that you're basing your numbers on. You're just kidding yourself if you think that you can do that and that's gonna be safe. At the end of the day, when that property goes back on the market, maybe you get that number, maybe you don't, but you wanna go in with your eyes wide open. So take your five or six comps that you've got that are relevant, not too far away, in the same neighborhood, within 12 months, and then average them out and go with the middle number and that will keep you safe on your ARV. All right, thank you for joining me on this video. I do have a few resources that I think will really help you take this whole idea of you know comping properties and determining your ARV. Um, I did a video where I break down step-by-step step and I give tips and strategies for how to calculate that ARV. It's a really great video and it'll really go into even more depth into how to calculate ARV. So check that video out, I'll put the link in the description. And one final resource is my deal analyzer tool. What's so cool about this tool is you, you plug in some information and it'll calculate all the numbers, it's got preset formulas, and it'll help you figure out really instantly your offer price, and I'll give you that for free. Just go to mydealanalyzer.com and download it for free. And if you gain value on this video, be sure to hit that like button and leave a comment, let me know your biggest takeaway, let me know which one of these mistakes uh, you've made in the past, or if you have another one that is a common mistake that you've seen, please share that in the comments. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel. It is the fastest growing channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.